August 13, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
night just to kiss your lips. Waffle Pedro Show, happy Friday. Started off with John Coltrane. Takes four and five, Alabama. See, John Coltrane sometimes had to take more than one take, people. <laughs> that should uh, instill some confidence. <laughs> and then we had the AME, or is it AMA? <laughs> is it an acronym? I don't know. But um, our guests can enlighten us because uh, that, that tune's 16 years with a very interesting spelling. The wonders of the Skype uh, software engineers from Estonia. I got uh, the Matt Starr. Welcome aboard, Brother Matt. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So how do, how do you pronounce this, uh, this band name? So the name of the band was the Automatic Music Explosion. Okay, it was an acronym. Yeah, so as you can see, it got tiring saying that over and over again. So we shortened it to the AME. AME. It means rain, right, in Japanese? AME. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. you know. Okay, okay. Interesting journey through music. I first got to play with you at a bowling alley in <laughs> Hollywood, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Bit, that was bitching. I dug it with Brother Alex. And uh, uh, But I want to I go before that, okay? In fact, I want you to bring us your earliest musical memory, please, Brother Matt. Yeah, so uh, seven, eight years old, growing up in a town called Rocky Hill, Connecticut, very small town, had about 400 people in our high school, and um kid up the street from me was named Scott Gabala, and Scott Gabala and his brother Paul, Paul smoked cigarettes and had long hair and had a comb in his back pocket, so he was like 70s. the cool, you, 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 know where, you know where I'm going, so yeah. yeah, he was the cool kid, and they had the good records. And um, so I went up there and threw them. Uh, first thing I discovered was Kiss, and oh, yeah. uh, and then they turned me on to Cheap Trick. And you know, uh, you know, I saw Kiss. Well, we did me, D. Boone, uh, maybe three, four times before they even had an album out. They would open up for anyone. I saw them with Wishbone Ash, Savoy Brown, <laughs> Five wow. Man James Gang, you name it. I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, I remember when the record came out, it was so slow for what we were used to, you know. Sure. Kind of careful. So, it's a cheap trick. In fact, first time, yeah. uh, they were ch kind of championed by those guys, right? Yeah, like they were, you know, Kiss brought them out like 76, 77, you know, kind of bringing them around. So, but that was the first thing, album called Kiss Alive 2, and I opened it up, and it was just fire and blood and sparks and rock and roll and dudes pointing at me, and I just thought, like, I don't even know what this thing is, but I got a feeling from it that I never had had before, and I have never had it since. Well, let me ask you, this pad in this little Connecticut town uh, that you grew up in, was there musical instruments? We had, um, we always had a piano in the house. I don't, nobody knew how to play it, but we had one in the house. Did you ever so jump on it? Did you ever jump? Because you know in the old days, Brother Matt, uh, piano used to be in the rhythm section with me and you. Right, right. And so sometimes you, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes without me and you, you know what I mean? They just, <laughs> right. depending on the budget, they just brought the piano Right, because it would be very percussive, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, so the no, fucking but, horns and the strings were just so fucking loud, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wasn't wasn't over top everything. So, yeah, I mean, I had I had instruments around with like I said we had the piano and then in school we had school band. So that was there. Um, ah, so you were in the band. Were you in the marching band? I was in the I was in the the we didn't even get to marching. I I only lasted <laughs> a little bit. So okay. So we had, it was sixth grade, and I asked my mom to get me a guitar out of the J.C. Penny catalog, which is like, you know, the analog version of Amazon, right? <laughs> In the old days. Yeah. And that the was for Christmas. Ward, but Sears, all that stuff. Yeah. All of it. You know what I mean? And silver tones were in there and all right, that shit. Right, so, right. But like, um, you know, so I didn't end up getting a guitar for Christmas. And so then I, I really wanted to play something. And my mom was like, why don't you try drums? And I was like, all right, you know, so it was oh, in school band. your mom's band. idea. I think you're the we, first dude on the show in 20 years of doing it where the ma says, I want you on drums. She had no idea what she was getting into. <laughs> I, think she, I think she thought a pair of drumsticks is cheaper than a guitar. Guitar, but you know <laughs> there's a lot more to it as we know yeah you know about trap set right where that word comes from uh i don't believe i do tell you, me you know they were invented it's only like 120 years old right out of new orleans right. of course what it had to be hip to this by from another drummer man but contraption yes yes well and the way that the whole thing came together it's like dude had a kick drum okay cool and then someone goes to china and comes back right with gongs and toms. they put that on gong and then the the tom and comes right. back with this little bongo from bangladesh right. and they put that on there yeah so it's a it's a it's a real international concept the drum set you know so you start off with sticks sticks and they got me a, a pad i had a practice pad uh -huh. so like but they put me in band and what they did is if i was a band teacher i would say hey Look, these are the drums. I'm going to leave the room. You guys hit everything as hard as you can for 15 minutes and get it out of your system because <laughs> they never let. So they go, okay, Matt, you're on the snare drum. George, you know, you're on the bass drum. This guy, you take the cymbals. Okay, now don't do anything. And I'm going to work with the flutes. And then I'm going to work <laughs> with the trumpets. And so we're, you got like, you know, four sixth grade boys stand in the back of the room with sticks, drums, <laughs> tell us not to hit it and be quiet for 30 minutes. It's like, come on, that's yeah, not going to go well. Get me a shovel. So that was it, man. I, you know, I did that for a few weeks. I just got sick of getting in trouble, and really, I just I wanted to play, and like we weren't actually able to to play. play. Yeah, so, absolutely. so you know, I started taking lessons from a guy named Mike Duquette, who was a jazz cat. Yeah, and um, you know, he would show me the, the he'd show me the you know the dun, 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 that whole trip, and like again, I was listening to at that point like ACDC, Cheap Trick, Aerosmith, Kiss, all that classic rock, maybe Iron Maiden was creeping in there, Blue Oyster Cult, Some Enchanted Evening, which I know we share a, a mutual love for that record. Um, I didn't know that I, one so much, but I know On Your Feet or On Your Knees mm -hmm. every fucking note. The first yeah. three, the one I really dig is Tyrion Mutation, the second one. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, oh my God. Me and D Boone, I, I know every fucking note on that thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. so so there's a disconnect between what your teachers into and what you are listening to. Exactly, exactly. So I couldn't put it like this guy was wearing like he looked good. He had a suit on, and I'm like, okay, but 
you know, where's the platform shoes were like, I couldn't make the connection. And I wish he had made the connection. I wish he had explained like, look, man, when you listen to a rock shuffle, yeah. it's this. And this came out in like, you know, the thirties, you know, and right, then it right, evolved. Right, and right, they, right. Like if he had given me a little history and context, I think I would have stuck with it. But I was like, now nah, I'm just going to teach myself how to play shot at the devil by Molly. Crew, and I was going to go that route. So, what, but that's what name? I did. Uh, Tommy Lee. Tom, yeah, Perk worked for him. You know, because yes. Tommy wanted to rap and play guitar, so Perk was brought in on drums. Mm-hmm. Perk told me once they were on tour in England, and yeah, they're going by Stone Edge, so I asked the bus driver to pull over, him and Sin go down there. And they hear this voice from the top of a hill, it's just a pile of rocks! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was very kind yeah. to me when I met him. Uh I forgot to ask you, first record you bought with your own money? Kiss Alive 2. Okay. Yeah. So later on, you found out about, about the first Kiss Alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And then that's muddy, like, right? I thought it was that, so muddy. God. But yeah, it's, it's, it's that, got that good was, energy. It's got good energy. The energy is great. They captured, you know, he captured something great on that that album. But yeah, but but I was pissed because my I told my buddy I'm going in to get this record, and he goes, "Oh, can you get me one?" I go, "Okay." So I buy two copies. Now it comes with a booklet and tattoos, as as Kiss albums often do. I get home next day. I go to his house. He's got this tattoo on his arm. I go, "Well, where'd you get that?" He goes, "It was in the record." I go, "What?" I go back home. No tattoos on my record. <laughs> so like i'm still sore about that shit and every day i go over and go hey man can i get one of those tattoos i don't know i think i really like this ah jesus christ so anyway yeah and the first gig you saw again kiss 1979 whoa okay last time i saw him was 76 it was the only time i saw him with they had a record i think it was it was at the forum maybe Mm -hmm. uh yeah maybe God, I can't remember who opened up, but uh, I remember there was lunch pails and shit. It was that era. Destroyer, yes. maybe it's Destroyer or something. Yeah, I think it would have been 77, and that's the, at the forum is where they recorded Kiss Alive too. So kind of oh, where you right? left off, oh, I was Christ. just getting started. You yeah. might be hearing me and D. Boone somewhere there. Hell yeah, I hope so. I'm going to go back and listen. Look, I want to play this beautiful creatures you sent me. Sure. Lama Cigarette. It's getting hot here. We're going faster. Don't hit the red light. You can't stop me. I keep moving. We're going faster. I don't want to be just like anyone. I don't want to be just like you. I don't want to be just like everyone. I don't want to be. Shut 
Rock for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with beautiful creatures doing anyone. That's pretty optimistic. Uh, Bronze <laughs> H UFO from Baltimore after that with uh, uh, part A6 of their Lagoon Monster Rubber Mask Volume 2 cassette. Then we had Hacked uh, Pichicado out of Berlin, Evermore, brand new. The Threshing Floor. This is a proj. I think it's some of the cats from uh, Wolf Eyes. And, and it's eponymous, right? The, the Threshing Floor is the name of the tune. Obama's pregnant after that, the rapist therapist. <laughs> These guys, like five, 6,000 songs recorded, 40 years, maybe five gigs. But they're still going. Shows to go, you people. If Bawana after that, uh, Al Margolis, incredible. Chester, New York. Fish Tales from the Bible. And finally, Ace Fraley is from you, Brother Matt. Space Invader. Yeah. Not 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 plural, not the game, but the man. Yes, exactly. Right. And he always had singular. He had the best character, even though the other cat was on base and Starman. Actually, Starman had like a burglar mask at first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> back back when you saw him and was those were those shows in Long Beach that yeah, you saw? Yeah, the Long Beach uh, uh arena, yeah. right. Long yeah. Beach arena. And and mm-hmm. some of them went over live uh, on the air at KNAC. So yes. we could record them and then listen to them at work. I had to fold papers and shit. That's how I got my first bass. You know, a couple of years I played a guitar with four strings. I didn't know bass had bigger strings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got <laughs> to meet Gene Simmons and I told him I learned some stuff from him and he he was really humble about you know, no, no, man. John John Atwas was a real bass player. I said, Well, I mm. I learned some stuff and, and uh it was interesting because people told me he wasn't really like that with them. But <laughs> right, right. Back to your story, though. So, what about not after school, like graduating, but after school in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Uh, bedroom band, basement band, garage band. I mean, you must have graduated from practice pad to trap kit, right? Yeah. So, yeah, finally got a kit together, and um, didn't have a floor tom, but that didn't stop me. And so uh, I would just get home from school, grab a handful of cookies and run upstairs and put on my record player. I had the speakers right behind my head and just open all the windows so everybody could hear and just wail away. And so one day my mom comes up. She goes, hey, there's a couple kids here to see you. I'm like, okay. So this kid who had been like, he was a black it was in sixth grade no joke he was a black belt in karate and he was just a terror and he was like always fucking with me and so now this dude's standing in my fucking room and i'm like he's gonna kill me and he and and he had since started playing guitar him and his buddy and they're like hey man we hear you playing every day sound really good you want to you know join our band whoa and i was like uh yeah sure so they're like all right cool we'll rehearse you know a couple days and that was the beginning of that. So, like, that so, like, was it. The guy you know? bullying you wants you in the band. Right. You know, I read about Pete Townsend saying the same thing about Roger Daltrey. Huh. You know, it was Roger's Believe gang, it. right? And so it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm in Roger's gang. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Now, uh, were you guys copying songs off the of records like me and D Boone? Exactly, yeah. So, we're doing all kinds of. You know, at that that point would have been like eighty three ish, maybe a little early. So yeah, you know, some classic rock, uh, Van Halen's in there, of course, and then 
some of the 80s stuff that was going on. God, what were we doing? Um, you know, Judas Priest. and I saw their um, first gig at the Whiskey. I mean, not dang. first gig ever, but for the U.S. thing. Yeah, can, you can yeah. imagine. And that singer, man, oh, my God. It was so trippy, too, because, like, Gary Valentine opened up the stiletto, you know, Blondie bass player. And those right. days you'd have trippy things. Now, did this band do gigs, or is it just a practice band? So, you know, we did we did one actual, like, professional gig where we got paid. So our, our singer's brother was a bouncer at a place called The Twilight Room, and it was like a dance club. But he goes, I got you guys a gig on Friday night. You guys playing at 1030. So we're like, all right. So we're in there in our spandex and everything, and we're, like, hanging out, and they're <laughs> dancing. And we got all our gear, and we're like, where are we going to play? I mean, we don't even know where power is. Like, we didn't know anything. And all of a sudden, he goes, okay, go up. Start setting up. And we're like, where? He goes, just on the dance floor. So we're just like moving these adults, you know, because we're, you know, we're like 15, 14 years old, moving these adults out of the way and setting up. When I look back and I go, I bet you he said he was going to get us a gig and he couldn't. And then he was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to tell him to go in there and set up my boss. (laughs) (laughs) But we got paid a hundred bucks and we did some, did some tunes, you know, went through our repertoire and uh, and that was it. But, you know, so, again, that's that's like teen years. Other than that, we were doing variety shows and there was a thing called the Italian Festival in Hartford. And I'll say we did win a church sponsored Battle of the Bands by playing Judas Priest, another thing coming and a song by Twisted Sister called SMF, which stands for Sick Motherfucker. And we <laughs> and we won and we were like, man, they had no idea. But they're like, you boys really got the crowd into it. So there you go. <laughs> I remember a pad near Hartford Anthrax hardcore yeah oh yeah okay okay yeah okay yeah oh yeah in the old days Hartford was like the insurance cap I think it's Des Moines now but uh and then it was I I remember New Haven had a pad called Toads yeah yeah Connecticut and that's still there uh, I-95 is it still there yeah I-95 and uh, Thurston's from there you know uh two of the Blue Oyster Cult guys live there Mm-hmm. Or one, uh, the Joe and uh, two of the Alice Coopers, the the drummer and the bass, Dennis and uh, Neil. Yes, uh, and also the singer Mata Hoop. So, 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 what about after high school? Do you pursue higher education? Well, you you gave up on uh, academic music, right? It's all self taught after that experience earlier. Yeah, you know, I, you know, in the ninth grade you go to see the guidance counselor and she's trying to hand me brochures and i said you know i, I just want to play music and she goes oh this school has music i said do i also have to do math she's like well yeah i go no, i don't want to do it i just want to do it. i just want to do music and she wanted me to go to them to the army she's you know the, well they have a band i said look and I, so by like 11th grade i'd come and she'd go hi oh matt are you still doing the music thing? okay you're all set so she just like stopped bothering me but um yeah so i uh you know i just was playing in regional bands like, so we started, you know, eventually start playing clubs when I'm like 18, 19, playing in bars, drinking age 21. And then there was a band called Run 21, which was a regional band. So now we're like traveling into other states and starting to like push it out, you know, staying overnight, going into new towns, having to win over the crowd, you know, all that stuff. So that was like, that was an education there, <laughs> you know. Right, and we're talking, when you say regional, New England. New England, yeah, right. So, yeah, Connecticut, we'd get into New York, we'd go to Vermont, maybe Pennsylvania, up to Boston, New Hampshire, all that stuff. Okay, okay. And, but, but 
you don't stay in Connecticut. No, so I end up going to ultimately going to L.A. And, um, you know, I, I sing, too. So like that being the automatic music explosion, that's that's me singing. I wrote the songs fronting the band. So I was going back and forth between singing and drumming. And I and I had it in my head like I had to pick one, which I don't know why I thought I had to. But so I would spend a number of years singing. Then I'd go back to drums, go back. I mean, it's all good, but I probably wasted a lot of time. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, why didn't you do a, a Rob Henley thing? Not Rob Henley, a Don Henley. Rob well, Henley was <laughs> that Darby Crash's guy, right? But, but Don right, Henley, right. why didn't you do like a drummer-singer thing? You know, I thought of Don, and I thought of Phil Collins, and I'm like, oh, they're also super the talented. Cat in, uh, the Cat in Rare Earth. I think Motown's only white band. Yes, yeah, I just want to celebrate. Right, yeah. right. Hell yeah. yeah. A lot of cowbell. I think they had a guy cowbell. that played cowbell the whole set. His hand must have been like throbbing like a motherfucker. <laughs> That's a serious gig. Anytime I got to do hand percussion on a record, man, I'm like, how long is this song? Please let it be like three three but minutes. Imagine you know, the whole fucking set, right? Especially those days, right? A couple of hours. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. August 13, 2021 edition. Watt Pedos, a special guest, Matt Starr. Whole time for hour two. August 13, 2021. It's the second hour of Watt for Pedro Show.
Well, a dirty room, a silver coke spoon. Give me my release. Back in Afghani. It's got you weak in me. Some seeds and dust. You got bust on. Greasy heart, rolling dance floor, get your head spinning round. You're out on the road. Well, there's a new power code. Take some urban noise, urban poison.
Rockford Pedro Show start off the second hour. Great tune. 30 Days in the Hole. This is Ace Frehley with uh, Robin Zander, the cheap uh, trick singer. And then, mm-hmm. and then we got what? The Black Gang. This is Nels Klein on guitar, Bob Lee on the drums. And uh, I think it was called the St. No Picnic Festival 1999. We did our version of uh, 30 Days in the Hole. So I thought we could put them uh, ass to mouth. Or mouth to ass right there. <laughs> Six, 60 days in a hole now. 60, that's what they give you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then King Champion Sounds out of Holland with One Man Poem. That's a great title. King Woman after that, Candescent Soul, Midwife, Promise Ring, brand new. And then Ace Fraley with uh, Never in My Life. And okay, so so the AMA, um, the acronym band, was that a West yeah. Coast or East Coast? So that was a West Coast band. And we ended up recording. It's funny how things bring you back, you know. So that was a West Coast band. And my idea was, like, I wanted to do – I never, like – there was always this thread to me that was, like, it ran through, like, the Trogs into, like, you know, the raspberries into like the Ramones and then Kiss had some of it and Motley Crue and Cheap Trick. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And and, and these kids that I was producing, they were like 18. They go, you ever hear this song called Yummy Yummy? And I said, no. And it goes, it's it's Ohio Express. And they played it for me. And I was like, this is it. This is the, this is like ground zero. And I'd never heard of bubblegum. And I'm like, this is it. Like these nursery rhyme melodies, these very simple lyrics, but if you're an adult, they're very dirty. But if you're a kid, they just seem like they're singing about candy or something. And I was like, this is the thread that I hear. I hear this in Nirvana. I hear this in Cheap Trick. I hear this in, you know, the Ramones. I hear this in the Raspberries. It's almost that sing-songy kind of simple melody, repetitive. And so I was like, I want to do a modern Archie's where there's a female in the band and like everyone's different. That's the image. It's not like the Ramones where everyone's the same. Like everyone's got a really different image. So that's what happened. And when I when I'd done the demo myself and then I said, we need a producer and just kind of realized that Mike Chapman would be the perfect guy. So he, you know, produced the sweet Susie Quattro. I was going to ask you about Little Willie. Yeah. And then that was something called glam, right? Not, like me and D Boone's first gig was T Rex, and they weren't very big in the mm. U.S., but in England they were fucking huge. Huge, yeah. So that glam thing was that was he was part of that whole thing, and Mike was also a writer, so a lot of like Ballroom Blitz and all he wrote sure, all that sure, stuff too, sure. you know. So and he had done Get the Knack, you know, My Sharona and Heart of Glass, Blondie. So I was like, this guy, this is the perfect that guy. drummer man, he, glam. He, no, 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 no. Uh, not not Blondie oh. for. Uh, oh, Bruce. Bruce Gary. Yeah. That's how Jesus. I got to play the fucking cream bass. Jack Bruce's cream bass. He had it. Oh, really? Because he did all kinds of shit. He did fucking prog and fusion and shit before Knack. Mm hmm. And then Harvey Kubernick took me to his pad in the Val and I brought out the. You know, I had to watch his VHS of him with, uh, I mean, great musicians, uh, Mick Taylor and. Uh, but, uh, it was a mess, right? It was a bad time for those guys, Jack Bruce. And he sold yeah. him that cream base for a thousand bucks in a Chapman stick. Jesus and Christ. And I got so to play it, it for that... two hours, not through an amplifier, but I, I shit thee not, brother Matt. And then uh, he's really kind, and cancer got him. It's t- terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, 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 the uh, AME doesn't last long. 
Now we did a we I think we had a we had a few year run, but we ended up you know I I was like we got to find a producer, so I find Chapman. He's I can't find him. He hasn't made a record in like twenty years. Ends up that he literally is down the street from the house my dad grew up in in Easton, Connecticut. Wow. <laughs> So like the full circle and I'm back. And I, and so when I realized, I go, you live next to the petting zoo and the, 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 uh, the place that has all the flowers. He goes, yeah, you know that I go, yeah, my grandma used to take me there when I was a kid. So it's just a weird thing, you know, and just come back around, but we did a record with him. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And, um, but you know, ran it up the flagpole and it just stalled. And then I ended up going back to drumming. And so this is when I got clear, like, I was like, you know what? What's the best thing I do? Because I'm kind of getting tired of like trying, trying, trying. And I really want to, I guess, have more success. You know, it kind of felt weird to say that because as musicians, we're not supposed to talk about that. But I was like, oh, man, you know, that's what I wanted. So I said, well, look, if I got in a room with Jimmy Page and he said, you can sing or you can play drums. What do you want to do? I would play drums. And that's when I went back to drumming. And, you know, within like, nine months uh i had gotten the ace fraley gig and then like turns out oh by the way we need a guy who can sing all the paul stanley songs because when we do some of the old kiss songs ace doesn't sing those so can you sing that i'm like fuck yeah so it just turns out i didn't have to choose singer or drummer but i thought i did but once i let that go then the universe just kind of took care of it did, did, did ace do peter songs we did one song called strange ways which oh, is I know that hotter one. than hell i know that yeah. one Hotter Than yeah. Hell is my favorite record by then. So that one as a kid, I was confused because technically, sonically, it doesn't sound that great. But For like, I get does. what they were trying to do. For me, it well, does. The I one get... that sounds tiny is Dressed to Kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is, um, Neil Bogart produced that one. So there's no real vibe on it. But it's like, <laughs> it, it's so technically, it sounds good, quote, unquote. But as I get older... Hotter than hell is the shit. Man. Yeah, that's the absolutely. One. To me, Dress to Kill is like MC5 uh, back in the USA, that thing that, yo, God. Y yes. Production yeah. can, like, maybe not save an album, but can definitely ruin a record. Here, I want to play uh, Rolling Stones. Hell yeah.
You know, usually when you find a mask like that, you have to go shopping some for it. Some exotic places. Jeff likes to go shopping on the moon. Jeff, why don't you tell us about your adventures shopping on the moon? Let's go! On the moon and by gorgeous things and by gorgeous little things.
Bob from Pedro okay. Show. Start off that chunk of music with Ace Fraley, Alita Ford, and of course, Brother Man on the drums there. Jumping Jack Flash, Stones. The spike right through my head. Uh, have mm. a, I remember being a kid. And, what was it? Get your yayas, right? Charlie's got the fucking donkey and the. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. An <laughs> interesting t shirt. Uh, have a nice life after that with Earth Mover, then Abusements with Rat, Shopping on the Moon uh, from Babes, New York City. What a name for a band. Babes, New York City. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Ace Fraley with uh, Bruce Kulick. Oh, this is the. The cancer got this cap, right? No, no, no. He's live and well. I just oh, saw okay, him. Okay, okay. That's right. He's a drummer. Uh, but they did oh, lose. Was he the the, the, the weasel or? <laughs> no. So Eric Carr, who that's was the him. drummer. That's yeah. And he, yeah. So, yeah. he. But I just saw Bruce actually like less two weeks ago playing with Grand Funk. So okay. Bruce is good. Okay, yeah. Bruce great, is great, good. Great. I'm sorry. My memory's some. That, well, the good thing about Alzheimer's, you always meet new people, hearing new songs, you know. But this again was and again. Yeah, this is a Jimmy tune, right? Manic, depressed, great tune. Yeah. Yeah. Love Jimmy. I remember Jim, the great quote from Jimmy, right? Talking about Mitch Mitchell. He's my Elvin Jones. That's what I always felt. I always felt that, yeah. That, that relationship that. was like Coltrane and Elvin, totally. Yeah, fucking bitch. So, okay. You get this. What, what was there ad for Ace or something? No, his drummer quit and put a press release out, as people do nowadays. And uh, it was like, hey, man, his drummer just quit. And so I was like, oh, shit, that's okay. Yeah. And I just went through my phone and just called everyone I knew and said, hey, do you know anyone in Ace's band? And a buddy of mine, Brent Woods, um, Brent plays with um, with Sebastian Bach now. But Brent Wood goes, yeah, I know it's his bass player, Anthony. He goes, oh, he go, oh, you'd be great. Yeah, he goes, you'd be really, you'd be I'll call him. So. That was it. We had a chat. And I flew out to New York, auditioned, um, and had a few other guys, I think, that came down. And and then, uh, you know, got the call a couple weeks later. Okay, you got it. And then he sends me the set list, and it's just all Ace and Kiss songs, which is like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm getting paid to do this shit? Like, I, this is what I was doing in my room when I was, you know, 12 years old. You know, so I sent, I texted the set list to my buddy Jurgen, Jurgen Carlson. He plays bass with Government Mule, huge Kiss fan, and he knew I got the gig. And so I texted, I go, "Hey, here's the set list," and he just writes back, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I got to do a couple. Was a medley, a Creedence medley with uh, Warren and. Uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah, they were using a bunch of. They just lost. What was his name Mister Woody? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so they did a record with all these different bass guys, and I. I got to be one of them, and uh, yeah, he he comes warm, has some uh, helper man bring in all six Creedence records. No, uh, yeah, fuck Mardi Gras, you know, but the the other six. In, <laughs> which one do you want? What? You know, I see yeah. something like up around the bit. No, 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 let's do Ramble Tamil, and we'll mix it with uh, F. And I, and I said, what? Maybe effigy? He said, yeah, effigy. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, we're at the end of the second hour. August 13, 2021, edition of Watt Petersburg Show with special guest Matt Starr. Hold tight for half three. <laughs> August 13, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Somebody might hear too much. 
Watch for Pedro show. Start off the third hour. Something Matt uh, Flo be called Black Swan. Johnny K. Marching. Then I took your name. That's the name of this Dutch band. Okay. And the tune is Human. And then uh, Ron Kapdui Collective out of Vietnam with images. Kalibos uh, from Irvin, Texas. Elagia. Uh, and then finally Black Swan again with big disaster. Hip us to Black Swan in a minute. Yeah, sure. So that's a band um, came together a couple of years ago. Um, Jeff Pilsen, who Jeff was originally with Doc, and now he's a band with Foreigner for many, many years. Um, Red Beach is with Winger and also now with Whitesnake, too. Um, and then Robin McCauley, who sang with uh, Survivor, sang with Michael Shanker. And so this is something that they had put together. And uh, I got a call from Jeff a, while, a couple of years ago. He's like, hey, we got this thing. Wonder if you want to play drums. And I said, you know, on paper, yeah, of course. You know, and then he started <laughs> sending me the, the demos. And it just was great. And you know how it is. It's like you could get guys that are all good players. And it's going to at least be good, quote unquote, because everybody's good. But like if it's going to actually have a thing, you can never tell. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking great. This is really good. And and the what for me what really made it the I mean the composition is great and everybody's playing is great, but Robin can hit that high stuff. But it's he's kind of like a heavy metal Paul Rogers, like it just sounds like he's it's just effortless, you know. Yeah. And so it gave it a real nice, I thought a unique thing for that that genre. And then when we laid the drums on it, just really like kicked up another notch and everyone got really excited. So yeah, we put it out and in like pre-COVID, we were you know getting calls from management some some bigger bands that wanted to bring us out on the road and then COVID just put the kibosh so we'll see we've never done a gig together um we'd have to do a lot of learning because we've <laughs> i'm sure we all forgot these songs but um but it's cool man we're in them in the process of doing a second record with them right now you know you being a drummer man what's your idea what's your take on music and genre as far as like all the different genres and subgenres and things and things well like I, maybe some people embrace it. Some people have to just put up with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, at the I, bottom, you know, what, what I'm trying to ask you, brother Matt, is music, music at some level. Yeah, well, that, that that's the bottom line. I think, you know, as a hired guy, I don't have to deal with that as much. But as an artist, yeah, it's hard because they put that label on you, and then like you know, you're trying to shake it. I mean, I, I produce a lot of bands and sometimes I'll say, Oh, this reminds me of something. But like, I, sometimes I don't say that because if they don't like that thing, it reminds me of, they're going to be fucking bummed out, <laughs> you know? And I Good might point. say like, Good Hey, the, the, you know, the way you structured that chorus where you did the title and then you came back around and then you did this, it reminds me of an Abitune. Now that's a compliment, yeah. but like to some people that is not a compliment. Yeah, so, right, right. you know, you're in the shit house. But, yeah, I mean, I think to me, if it's got a distorted guitar, I call it rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> just, I just that just keeps it real easy. So it's like if it's heavy metal or you know Eddie Cochran, it's like it's all rock and roll. Let's just keep it in that that zone. But you know, it's trippy. Rock and roll is actually piano music at the beginning. Right. Right. Guitar's easier to carry around though. <laughs> Much easier. Yeah. And you know what I want to know too, and I've had conversations with guys. I mean, for me, I don't know what. What's your, like, my favorite track of all time? So not necessarily song, because I think song would be probably Be My Baby. But, like, track oh, is Rock Around the Clock. Yeah, great song. You know, like, just a great track. But, like, where did it go from 
like you know Earl Palmer's involved. Oh, I was going to just say Earl bullet. Palmer. He invents the rock and roll kick drum because drummers use kick drums as bombs before that. Mm-hmm. He, I think it's because they had to do gigs where they couldn't carry a bass man, and he had to double up. Mm. Elvis, okay. uh, Bill Black had to do the same with the bass uh, stand-up because it couldn't carry a drummer. So he'd right? smack but, it and get that click going on. Right. I, I think it came out of necessity, out of pragmatism. Wow. Because rock and roll is really a mule. It's a mixture of so much stuff. And that's mm -hmm. what kept it living and what keeps yeah. it living. Yeah, you gave me some stuff from a, a bass man uh, from Buffalo, Mr. Sheehan. Into the garbage can, but the good people listen. 
for somebody's shirt that I didn't choose. But the fans were screaming, so I couldn't refuse. Wrecking company said to us, thank you, man. Then they threw us right into the garbage can. But the good people listened and they pulled us through. I was number one.
Everybody take a deep breath. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, sing the blues with me. Come on. Houston this whole fucking gig out right now, so I'm just gonna say, this is how I all Last music for this edition started off that chunk, Mr. Big, 1992. Uh, Lucas Abella from Sydney, Australia, after that, with N is for Neurogenic Ulcer. <laughs> Overall. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like a cartoon. Derek Money, Penny, Lazy Rips, and then another Mr. Big tune. This is live. Price you got to pay. Now, I was doing a gig in Buffalo, and a cat comes to the a sound check with a pre. This Billy. Maybe Pierce was the company. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, this is Pierce. what. Okay, then I am right. Uh, Billy Sheehan uses this preamp, Mike Watt, and why don't you try it out here at Soundcheck? And so, I blew it up, and not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I felt so fucking bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's—I told you it was a little story there, brother man. So, uh, t- t- tell me, you connect with Mister Big. So that was well. I realized, you know, I've had guys ask me like, you know, how'd you get this gig? How'd you get that gig? Almost all of my things have come from doing jams, just either that or like events where everybody's getting together. I mean, look, that's where you and I connected, absolutely, and um, which I'm so grateful for. Absolutely. So uh, I, I was doing a jam uh, in Hollywood, and this guy goes, "Hey, bring up Matt Starr," and he's like, "Hey," he, he knew I sang too. He goes, "Can you sing too?" Because I'm my voice is getting tired. And I said, all right, sure. So we did TNT by ACDC and I yeah. walked off stage and Billy Sheehan was there and he walked up. He goes, Hey, he goes, how come I never heard of you before? I said, well, <laughs> I don't know. And he goes, you, he said, you're great. And he goes, I want to get your number. I don't want to lose you. He goes, I, wow. I, you, as soon as you hit the snare at one time, he goes, I just knew, you know? So, uh, so anyway, that was kind of the start of that thing. And then, um, oh, you, you know, we kept you were touching playing about- drums and singing at the same time. Yes. You weren't doing Don Henley. 
I ended up because well, I had surrendered to it by then. Yeah, I had let all the. the and now how is go. it? Uh, on, on just on a, you know, on a physical level, is it because like it's hard with the bass to do that shit? I just have to beat it into me by prac, prac, prac. Um, it's I find the snare hand has to you know get compromised a little bit because you got to just put the stand somewhere unless you wear a headset, but that just looks awful. So I can't do that. (laughs) So, so, uh, but I find sometimes I can sing things more effortlessly because I'm not so focused on my singing. You know what I mean? I just, the breath is really important and I just kind of got to physically stay centered and so I can breathe right. So it's, it's not that challenging to do for some reason, I guess maybe because drums are so rhythmic that it's kind of like, it's just another independence you know okay then let me ask you this question you know the the bass man for uh ace fraley and then mm-hmm. playing with mr sheehan yeah well billy's a whole other game well, that's what, so, like, that's you, what I'm asking yeah about. <laughs> so so like you're talking about like the relationship between elvin and coltrane you know like yeah. they would kind of dance around each other like right, like right. two like two butterflies kind of swirling around so but for me, where I came from, it was like I'd listen for the space in between the notes as much as the notes. So I'm like looking to just drill this thing. But Billy is very much like that, that, that more kind of uh, improvisational approach where you just lay it down the middle and he'll dance around you and then you might jump on something he's doing. But for like the first two, mo- uh, two weeks, I couldn't get him right in my wedge because I'm thinking it's like 100 hertz, 120. And it's like, no, man, I needed like. 2k you know like where the fingers are so i could hear the articulation because there was so much going on and once i got that i got it um but i'll tell you like this second time i played with him yeah. you know playing japan ten thousand people whatever yeah. you know i'm th- a great show okay great cool he goes yeah and you did something you know on the on this song here you did a little ghost note in the second verse i really like that and i think holy shit he hears fucking everything that's my gig you think he's you know? going crazy on stage, which he is, but at the same time, he's hearing every fucking note. Everything. <laughs> That's a trip. That's why these cats are in the game for so long, you know? Right. Uh, look, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, easy enough. Everything on either Facebook or uh, Instagram is just Matt Star Music. So but just there's look no that Matt up Star and- website. And then there is a Mattstar website, so it's just mattstarmusic.com. And we got to tell people how it's spelled because it's special. Yeah, so two T's, two R's, M-A-T-T-S-T-A-R-R. And what's your next plan? Next thing is um, going out with uh, Ace Fraley. We're opening up for Alice Cooper doing five weeks in the U.S. starting in the middle of September. Okay. And I think you got a recording thing you got to finish up. Is that going to get done before? It is. So I'm, I'm, well, I'll do a couple, I'll do a little bit with Ace. We won't get the record done before we split, but then I got to do that second Black Swan record at the beginning of September. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we'll head out. What, what about that spacey uh, trip that you got going with uh, Alex Kane and myself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I got to do movements two, three, and four, which I'm doing in, in that whole thing, too. And I want to say, I told you this before, but I'm just, I'm grateful to know you. Then I'm get to play with you. And now we get to chat. This is just all a pleasure. <laughs> Beautiful, brother. People, it's been the August 13, 2021 edition. What? People should keep your powder dry.